theme song. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? It is Josh Eleven making another podcast, recording another podcast. How you doing, all you you beautiful, beautiful people out there? Well, let's face it, you're not. If you found your way to this podcast, you know how to download or stream a podcast. Uh, you can't be that beautiful, but at least you're probably smart. I don't know. I think it's getting easier and easier these days, though, to download a podcast. Your, maybe your phone does it automatically for you. If you just found me on your phone just by accident, uh, hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Josh Jelevin, and this is the, the Spaceboat One podcast. I don't know why I call it that, but that's just a random name, because it is a, it is it has very little to do with uh, space. Although, oh yeah, I wanted to start starting I wanted to start the podcast with hello space cases but yeah um but yeah this podcast has very little to do with space and more to do with comedy and what's going on here on earth in this little tiny corner of Canada we call Victoria British Columbia where we have I don't know lots of people are doing comedy and stuff and including me I'm I'm a stand-up comedian we'll say an aspiring stand-up comedian <laughs> I'm not a professional, but I want to be. That's I guess I'm sort of doing. I'm going through the the training program, which is I, <laughs> whatever this is. Uh, doing a podcast here and there, doing a open mics here and there, and uh, and working away at it, and and observing and reading and chatting with people about comedy as much as I can. So that's what I want to do today. Um, I want to talk to you about a bit about comedy, how to do it. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, cause what I do on this podcast is I kind of share just uh, what I am learning as I learn it as far as like how to do, how to be a good stand-up comedian and the little things that I'm trying to learn and document and remember for myself. And then it is possible, although I, who knows, but it is possible that this might help someone else who is also learning how to do comedy. And this might be a useful thing. Even if I don't actually get anything right, it might be, I might serve as a good bad example, a good bad example, you know, the good, the good kind of bad example. Uh, I don't know, bad example of how to do podcasting, bad example of how to do all this stuff. Can you tell, like, can you tell I'm really um, insecure about about everything? Uh, well, it is, we'll just, we'll plow on, we'll move on with the podcast. Um, what happened this week? Uh, we have, in Victoria, British Columbia, Victoria, British Columbia, we have the, the Ratfish show, which I went to on Monday, and it was pretty awesome. Um, it was a really big crowd for some reason. I think some people came out and brought friends, like some people wanted to try it out. And, oh, wow, I wish I had remembered their names. But there were some, like, there were some pretty good, good, uh, characters there, good stand-up comedians. Um, it was, it was a fun night, and, and generally most, most of the people who went up, like, it's, it's open mic, so it could be anybody. It's, you know, you get what you get. And everybody did well. And uh, somebody commented that it was a hot crowd, which I, I guess that's yeah, that's, I guess that's an accurate way to describe them. Um, oh, I got to <laughs> I got to help out. I did the door and and took you know people's money at the door and put it in the little box. So I I contributed, <laughs> and also I went up on stage and I had a I had a pretty good set. I very sh I sh cut it short, but it was it was all like everything I did in that 
I don't know, two minutes. I don't think I got to the first two-minute light. But everything I did in that two minutes was worked. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, I, I don't know how happy I can be with, like, yay, I performed well in front of a hot crowd. Yeah. <laughs> but I've done that a few times now, so in different rooms. And so, you know, um, I know what it feels like now to be to do really well in front of a good crowd. So that's that's something. I know it's like it's an ego boost to, to say, oh, it's possible to get laughs. <laughs> but then there are other rooms where it's not, not quite so easy. Um, but that's how stand-up comedy works. There, there's, there's your learning, lesson learning, on the bad example of the day. Um, how to be a bad stand-up comedian. Um, I mean, the other thing, though, is not, it's, it's the case that not everybody in that room, not all of the comedians did well, like not 100%. I'd say it's unfortunate, but I think there was only like three or four people who sort of bombed that night, um, which is, which I don't really, well, let me see. I don't think that's, I like, I want to see more people bomb. Am I, am I evil? I think I am. I want everybody to bomb except me. And I want me to always get the best laughs and the most applause and the most love. And everybody love me and everybody to hate each other and themselves and only love me. Hmm. I think there might be something wrong with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, I like acknowledging a little bit of jealousy and, and a little bit of rivalry and, and disliking of other people. Um, I think that's healthy. It's healthy to be, to recognize that you're human. You have foibles. Foibles? I have foibles. What's a foible? Uh, okay, yeah, this is getting off the track. Um, I have written down for a note for, for what I want to talk about. Every joke is a whole, okay? <laughs> every joke is a whole. Um, what do I mean by every joke is a whole? Uh, it, uh, you may have, I, I don't know if I've actually talked this, about this on the podcast, but if, if people have heard about, have hung around stand-up comedy and like heard the people talk about terminology, they talk about digging a hole. And when you dig a hole as a stand-up comic, it's when you sort of, you maybe say something unpopular, say like, um, like say something misogynistic or racist even, or, or something really gross that there's no punchline to, um, something, you know, sexual, scatological, something like that. Um, so you dig yourself that hole and you, you turn the audience against yourself in order that later on in the joke or, Hopefully, I mean, if you're if you're any good, you can subvert yourself, or you can say, "Ah, I was I really meant this," and then they're like, "Oh, he's not actually a misogynist, or he's not actually racist," or and so on and so forth, and then they laugh because there there's that relief of like, "Oh, I don't actually hate this guy," and actually now I rather like him because I like what he did there, and he showed me something a new way of looking at this thing that I have a strong opinion about. So so that's what digging a, digging a hole is. Um, and I guess there's other, like, I mean, it's not just that. It's just, it's a very generic way of saying losing the audience in order to win them back again. Um, but, okay, so that's what digging a hole is. So then I was like, I, it occurred to me that in some ways every joke is a, is a hole, which I just said a minute ago. <laughs> every joke is a hole because... 
um, your premise is always something that, I mean, I guess people laugh at funny premises, but you, the premise of a joke, the first part, the first half of a joke, um, is not the part that people, like, people are not supposed to laugh necessarily. It's supposed to be a, it's a setup. That's another word for it, setup, premise, the beginning. Um, and then that could, in theory, like, always be considered that sort of, that hole that you're digging. You're, you're saying something, you're, the audience is not laughing, you're bombing, you're, you're doing, they hate you, and then you hit them with the punchline, in every single joke, you hit them in with the punchline, and they realize, oh, that thing he was saying that was, like, making me mad at him, and making me hate him and not laugh, oh, okay, I get it now, and now I'm laughing, so every joke is a hole that you can dig yourself out of, um, I just thought, because some, yeah, sometimes you think of holes as specifically being a certain type of joke, uh, or a certain, certain specific move that you do as a stand-up comic, but <clears throat> in some ways, yeah, uh, okay, I've said that enough. Every joke is a hole. One more time. Every joke is a hole that you dig down into and then climb back out of. And hopefully, like, I don't know, like, if we want to uh, <laughs> extend that metaphor, you, like, I don't know, you rock it out of the hole. Like, you don't just climb with the ladder out. You have, like, you shoot out of it. Like, you, you, sure, you'd climb down into a hole or you jump, you splat down into it or whatever. But then you have to, you don't just climb out and, like, huh, oh, got out of there, thank God. You, no, you you got to explode out of the hole like a like one of those intercontinental ballistic missiles out of a missile silo. Okay. Um, that's what comedy is supposed to be. In comedy... When you when you do something good in comedy, when you get lots of laughs, you have to you have to explain it like it's like I killed, I crushed, I destroyed, I I wrecked those audience. I they they're all like well, I killed. I already said I killed, wrecked, destroyed, crushed. <laughs> Basically, yeah, you you're a monster. You're like eating them up or or spitting them out and <laughs> all these kinds of kinds of things. Like there's explosions. Like there's a lot of testosterone. I think in uh, in in this terminology and i don't know if that's because stand-up is sort of there's it's always been like dominated by males and men um but i think even women sometimes get into it and i think that, that yeah sure women can be aggressive in a good way like um i think sometimes they hear i don't know they get bad bad feedback about it but um i think it should be that's what we should have in our society. We we should have more like uh, aggressive women. <laughs> Did I just get weird again? I remember last episode. Oh, I well didn't want to talk about last episode, but just yeah, I got weird. But and then I said, oh, pretend it didn't get weird. So like that's really gonna help me. But anyways, it it's it's in the past now. It's archived for you know for people to listen to if they want. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm dumb. I'm an idiot. So <laughs> everything you everything I say on this podcast, you should just consider bullshit until proven otherwise. What happened on? Uh, I, it's funny. I, I can't even remember far as far back as as Thursday. But uh, we had another. We had a Ratfish Select show on Thursday. Um, I'm trying to think who... I think it was Mark Robertson who hosted it, if I remember correctly. 
um, and it was a it was a fun show. I yeah. I, I mean I I didn't get to go up. Oh, it's so bad. But I did get to watch all of our people, our local, our my favorite people, my friends. <laughs> um, yeah, all the people that I like, and uh, got to see some good good shows. Um, on last week also, did I mention this? Uh, we had. We had an open mic at the Strath. I think I I think I did plug this in another show, but we had an open mic at the Strath, um, which was rather sparsely attended, and <clears throat> I feel like I kind of bombed there. Um, I bombed, 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 bombed. I bombed. I feel like I bombed there, uh, but there was so few people. I don't know if the yes, okay, it counts as a bomb. Fine, all right fine, you happy? I bombed in front of like 10 people. I guess that kind of makes it good though. I'd rather have bombed in front of the 10 people than in front of like the 50 who were at Ratfish on Monday. <laughs> 50 people. Yeah, I I think it it was pretty full. It's pretty packed. Like every table was was full that we had to pull out extra chairs for for people who came in near towards the end and and sat near the back. I got a free beer for as a reward for doing the door. <laughs> that's what you get at Ratfish. That's traditional. I don't know. That's, I don't know if that should be like allowed, but yeah, that's basically what, that's what that earns you is a free beer. If you do the door. Um, uh, what was I saying about bombing at the Strath? I, yeah, I think, I think, <clears throat> I think we're still going to have more open mics at the Strath. I, I think that's not, uh, that is not ended. Um, it's going to happen some more, and I think more people are going to, more like audience members are going to come out. I think part of the reason why the Strath is not as well attended is, well, here's here's the thing. Ratfish is better, is pretty consistently attended, um, but it has had nights like where it's almost nobody, and I've talked about those before. Um, and uh, those can be either Monday or Thursday sometimes. Uh, Monday, for some reason, just the open mic tends to get more attendance. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure why. Anyways, yeah, rat, Ratfish is is up and down, but it, I mean, we kind of we tend to think of Ratfish as the the greatest, you know, open mic in Victoria, and it is pretty good. Like from what I hear from other cities, although I haven't been to too many open mics in other cities, but apparently, yeah, Ratfish is a pretty good one um, as far as they go. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not. There, uh, I don't know. It is what it is. It's it's a good place for beginners to start out because there's almost always at least a couple, um, a couple people who haven't seen stand-up comedy. There's like a couple actual audience members, and then there's a bunch of comics who can all give you feedback if you need it. So it's it's what you need. It's yeah, it is what I need. It's it's exactly uh, for me. It's like it's like. <laughs> Uh, it's like Mark made Rob, Ratfish especially just and cultivated it just for me to arrive right right now like like you know some kind of messiah, right? Hmm. I might now I'm now I'm stealing from Russell Brand. Uh, I stole his hair already. I can't do his beard though. Well, he doesn't always have a beard, but when he does, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my beard would be more like it'd be thicker. It'd be like I I grow a pretty good beard, um, but I I do not actually I haven't had a beard in a long time. Uh, but I did at one point. I I grew a, a full beard for a little while. 
not very not very long um <laughs> so yeah so the thing about the strath is we are gonna it like because it's not every week it's you don't get that accumulated like people expect it every week or, or whatever it's like oh you know oh is it friday well is it tuesday or friday is it tuesday night oh i think this draft will be uh, you know you don't know if, if just based on the day of the week whereas ratfish you always know oh is it monday oh there's ratfish is it thursday oh there's ratfish so so that's probably one reason why it's hard to fill it up this is like yeah with people um and it's it's relatively new compared to the other one, so I don't know. I think it's going to be good. I'm looking. I I, ho I hope there's more. Um, and oh, rumor has it. I mean, you probably already know this, but rumor has it that Yuck Yucks. It's not just rumor. It is. It is an official plan. Yuck Yucks is opening in Victoria, but we just and they said November, but nobody's like nobody's sure when they're actually gonna. <coughs> But the thing about the other yuck yucks, what they they actually have had some, um, I guess they must have been like sponsored events because they don't actually have a yuck yucks space, but they they did like a sponsors a sponsored event at I think at Camosun College or something like that. Um, anyways, I I don't I probably shouldn't talk about it too much because I don't I don't know, um, but it it sounded kind of cool, it's kind of neat. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping that yuck yucks will like maybe be a space that maybe someone could do an open mic at some point or maybe an amateur night that maybe I could eventually get on so hoping for that uh yeah I think that's that's <laughs> that's enough talk about that um oh and the other thing about uh Monday night this is like the the day before I'm recording this um oh sorry no I'm actually recording this on Wednesday Ooh, late it's going up late I don't I, I don't know if I have enough listeners who to really like who really care about getting it on a certain day. I mean, uh, in fact, like, do you remember if, back from the beginning of the podcast? I I didn't even know if I was going to do this consistently. Like, I wasn't sure if I was going to do it every single week or not. I was, but it ended up being because I had some free time. Uh, I was just oh well, every Tuesday I'll just record one. But um, I have been slightly busier lately, but I think I can still ha I can still manage just chatting for an hour and then you know um, listening back to it, editing a little bit, um, although not not much at all, and then posting it and then uh, yeah, having one a week is probably fine, and then occasionally have meet somebody up for like either at their place or at here or at a coffee shop and just record an hour of conversation, then I can have guests. Yay! And then I can beat that stinking Elliot Ryan. Ooh. The other podcaster. Actually, I, I really do... <laughs> I really do recommend, speaking of Elliot Ryan, I, I really do recommend checking out his podcast. He's actually... I don't know if I mentioned this before, but he's actually begun po posting again. So in case you missed it, Although if you're seeing this one, you're probably seeing it in the same place that Elliot will be posting his, so you probably are aware of Elliot Ryan's podcast. But what he does is his thing is he interviews a new person every episode, and he does a little bit of the the talking to himself <laughs> in his basement. <laughs> he does a little bit of that, but he just throws it at the front of the episode of whatever interview he's done. Um, and uh, and yeah, he doesn't do what I do. It's like just just rambling on and on and on with, I don't know, um, 
So hopefully, yeah, hopefully we're doing kind of different things. Even though, like I've said before, I really think podcasting, as as many podcasts as, as there are, I still think there's definitely room for more. And I think more people should get into it because it's really easy. Um, and yeah, and so, so yay, podcasting. If you're listening to this and you're thinking about doing a podcast, do it now. Like, whatever you're doing, like, you can take a step you can, if you're, I don't know, if you're at work or something, you can take five minutes and Google, like, how to start set up a podcast or something like that. It's very easy. Um, uh, I did end up paying a little bit of money for for the hosting of this one. Uh, so it, it can cost money, but it's also possible to do, like, I started this podcast without putting any money into, at least this podcast, without putting any money into it. So it is possible to do it completely for free. Um, I guess you'll need hardware or something, but you know you can, in theory, you can use a phone if you have your iPhone or or a, or a device of some kind. You can use that. But yeah, get into podcasting and listen to Elliot Ryan's podcast because he's been interviewing some really cool people who I like. Um, but at the same time, er, you know, I have to hate him because he's the other podcaster, and I don't know why. But yeah. It's called Cynical Walrus, by the way. That's the name of Elliot's podcast. Um, yeah, one more thing that happened. Uh, um, I think, I think on like this week, like this past Monday, I think it was the best, the best attended um, open mic that I've ever been at, as far as Ratfish goes. Um, it's funny though. Like the very first one I went to was back in April of this year of 2015, and it actually was quite busy and it was busy to the point of um like they have a you know they have a sign up list with 20 slots on it for uh, the open mic and uh and they actually some people did not get on the on the show and i had that happen to me one time and then it's never happened again since then i don't know like i wonder ever since i started going attendance has been like kind of shaky i wonder if if i chased them away or something I don't think that's the case. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had, uh, but yeah, this week we had a really well attended ratfish, so it was awesome. I think it was the best one that I can remember. We we had um, Curran Dobbs and Mikey Dubs, Dobbs and Dubs. That I mean, everybody who's saying that, but you can't help it. I mean, that's that combination of of words of sounds, Dobbs and Dubs. It's just it just rolls off the tongue. It's just you can't. As a comedian, you just you grab onto that. You just say, "Oh, well, you know, let's. What can we do with that?" And so, yeah. So everybody had something to say about it. Um, uh, Curran doing his puns. Um, oh, and and Curran brought me up. Um, Curran introduced me, uh, and he was talking about. He mentioned the podcast, which I always like because that hosts like they they tend to do that when they when they bring up a person, if they know a little something about them, they like to give a little fact, like, oh, this guy has a podcast, or this guy has been on this other show, or you've seen this guy all around town, this guy does improv, um, this lady is a very funny lady, or, you know, all of these, you know, all the things they have to... Um, and I like that, because when you do things, like if you do a podcast or something, or if you do if you have some special skill that you do or some something that makes you stand out, it makes the host job a little bit easier to to be like, oh, and this guy is the the podcaster, so I'll you know I can say something about that or this guy, yeah. 
uh, rather than just, oh, here's another very funny comedian, like, here you go, which, I mean, they... I mean that's what you got to do as a host. You got to figure out how to how to manage that. But it's always helpful if you know a little bit of something about about the person. Um, but anyways, the uh, what Curran did though that I really liked, and I'm sorry to just just stroke my own ego, and I don't know if it even counts as ego. But um, what Curran did is he brought me up, and he he didn't remember, or he was pretending to not remember. I think he didn't really remember what a podcast is, or what is what the the word podcast. He didn't remember the word podcast, so he's saying um, this guy has like an, a a talky blog, like a blog that you talk. It's audio, an audio blog, and he's he like he's going trying to remember the the term. But what that did for me was it, it got the audience or somebody in the audience to say, podcast, like, you know, shout out to him. It's a podcast. And I, I love when, like, I love that moment because it gives, it makes the audience, like, think, oh, yeah, I know what a podcast is. Like, what is he, what is he getting at? Like, so it really gets the audience sort of paying attention when you, and, and so I was like, yes, <laughs> plug for the podcast. And then, of course, I forgot to plug the podcast in my actual set, but, I mean, I, I've plugged it before, and I don't know if that's the best. It's 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 hit and miss with that with the podcast. I've I've said it sometimes where it sort of flows off my tongue, and it's like, and I have a podcast, and check it out, my podcast. Everybody, check out my podcast. And then sometimes it like it works, and and it flows, and it looks like looks like I know what I'm doing. But sometimes it kind of falls a little bit flat, and it's like, what is he doing? He's just promoting himself. It, it wasn't even that funny. I think it. I think a big part of that is just whether or not I did well with the jokes, whether or not I had people laughing. Like, if people laugh a lot, then I feel better about pl- plugging podcasts or other shows or, or whatever. And then if people, if I bomb, I'm like, eh, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to want to hear my podcast after I bomb. <laughs> um, but in this case, I did well, but I didn't I didn't actually plug my podcast. But that's, that's okay. Um, I, I was just happy that, that that's how people... I don't know, people recognize me, sort of, or, or that they know, just because I've posted on, on the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was happy about that. Um, oh, and, okay, here's another thing. Uh, <laughs> I had a joke, and I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do this joke on stage, so I guess that's the point of having a podcast, is to be able to put... Uh, so... But, it's not really well. It, there is a joke in it. It's it's actually true. It's um, when I was in high school. I'm going to tell you in more in story form than in joke form. Like I have a condensed version that's more of a joke, but I'll just give you a story form because I think that's what you do on podcasts is you sort of tell stories. But anyways, when I was in high school, I was in um, you know I was in drama class, acting class, and. Uh, my, uh, we put, at some point we decided we were going to put on a little, um, production and it wasn't like, you know how schools have, uh, musical theater or something like that. They have a specific program that actually counts for course credits that puts on like a play, like in a, I think in the, usually in the course of a semester they rehearse and towards the end of the semester they, you know, they do the the big performance and invite all the parents and everything like that. This was not quite that level. This was just act. It was in acting class. The performance. I think it might have been like a midterm sort of where we actually performed it. We did invite some other like 
some other students from around the school, but it wasn't like it wasn't like bring the parents in and bring you know all your your grandparents or anything like that. So it was somewhere in between that. It was because obviously, like in the course of an acting class, sometimes you you do a little acting, um, just you know in the class, like you might sort of do a play. Um, but anyways, so it was a little production with every every person in the acting class had a role, or I think every, I think we. As far as I remember, that some I don't think we had crew because it wasn't that sort of class because that was a different thing. Yeah, so I think everybody was had some kind of role. My role was I was the captain's son, so I think it was some kind of sea tale like about being on a boat. <laughs> I don't even remember that much of it, um, but I was the captain's son, and I was. <laughs> Okay, how to put this? I was the cap, the captain's autistic son, and that was my. I mean, I, yes, I know it's not politically correct, to, but to play an autistic person. But anyways, yeah, I was, um, and uh, and I at that time um, I had just seen uh, the movie uh, Rain Man, starring uh, Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise, um, which I really really enjoyed and I really liked and I thought it was you know an amazing performance um and so I was like I was doing that definitely uh, I can't even do it anymore now but it's like yeah definitely definitely the and I'd basically repeat whatever the line that the previous person had said so it was a very easy role honestly and I would sort of I did the thing where you where he rocks back and forth I copied that like and just sort of looks at the ground, and I found it was actually, you know, it was very easy to play as an autistic, uh, as an autistic person, um, at least as far as, because, um, it seems to reduce social pressure in some ways, because, uh, like, autistic people, they don't like to make eye contact, um, they kind of, you know, they don't have to put themselves, or they don't have to, they don't, they don't tend to put themselves like out into social situations. They tend to kind of turn inward, which is a very easy, I don't know, I find very relaxing thing to do. And rather than, you know, project out and like, and be interactive with everybody, just sort of turn in and do your own thing and just be in your own little world. And you, you don't even have to worry about the other characters on stage. Um, you can react to very tiny, like specific offers and you like the if if they give you uh, like if they give you a line or something you just repeat that line or you say definitely line like definitely the same thing um so yeah you don't have to come up with much um and i was wondering like i think like that might be a thing well how does the punchline go um in high school i used to pretend to be autistic but now that i think about it that's or I used to pretend to be autistic to get sympathy. Now that I think about it, that's kind of probably something that an autistic person would do. That's the joke. That's that's the punchline. Um, I don't know. It might not have actually worked now that, now that I say that out loud to myself. Um, I, maybe, I, maybe I can tweak it or something. I might never actually use it on stage because it was... Um, oh, yeah, did I... Well, I don't know... You probably all already know. Speaking of autism, <laughs> part of Curran Dobbs's act, like what he his his jokes are about, is he is uh, or he has 
he is autistic, he has autism, he, he is on the spectrum, and he does material about it, and, and he's very funny, and he's he's very, like, uh, self-deprecating and stuff, and it's sort of, exp- like, his personalities is, personality is a bit weird. Um, I mean, but when he says he's autistic, it's like, oh, okay, that explains it. So, yeah, so that's why autism came up. And just in case you're listening to this podcast and you have no idea who Curran Dobbs is or any of these people that I'm talking about. Um, uh, so that's why I thought that joke might might work in the context of a where they had just seen Curran do some of his autistic his autism material, like jokes about himself having autism. And I thought I could do an autism joke. But I missed that opportunity. But I'm, you know, I live in Victoria. I'm doing more and more stand-up comedy, like, all the time. So I I probably will have a chance to use that at some point. I may, I, if it, if I can think of a better way to do it, and if I, uh, yeah, if I work with Curran, or if, if it's, there's a good context for it. So it's, I don't know. Although now that I've used it on the podcast, I feel less inclined to use it elsewhere. And I think that was kind of the point, is because I, I think I didn't, um, yeah, I, I think I, I missed the opportunity where that might have been funny. And it might not have been, but um, it's even less funny now. Anyways, there you go. <laughs> How about that, podcast audience? Have, have my old junkie discarded bits. Happy? <laughs> oh, boy. Um <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, I mean, and that's a little story that, I don't know, you can, that you can learn a little bit more, more about me or, or whatever. I don't know if that, I don't know if that reveals anything about me that I'm a bad person or something like that. I don't think I am. Um, although I, you know, I have wondered every once in a while, like if I don't have a couple of autism symptoms a little bit, I don't think I really do though. Hmm. In some ways, yeah, because like what I was saying about it being easy uh, or like, you know, pretending to be autistic sort of lets you off the hook for social situations. And I wonder if just the fact that like, does everybody feel um, in social situations, does everybody feel like a little bit of, um, I guess it's it's not really anxiety because for me, it's it's not intense. But it is there all the time. Like, I do feel out of place talking to people. Um, And I think that's just sort of shyness and awkwardness and and not much more. But I do wonder if that's just maybe like a tiny little hint of maybe a little bit of autism. I don't know. I I shouldn't try and diagnose myself. I I think that's kind of gross when people do that. So, like, I'm being dumb and I know. I know I am. but I, I want, and I know that also autism involves some other like um, sensory deficits or sensory uh, problems. But it's not just a awkwardness in social situations. It's also like literally being either being oversensitive to stimulus, stimuli, uh, multiple stimuli, and uh, and then sort of getting overwhelmed by all the things that are in life. Which I mean, I. I mean that can happen to me sometimes too, but it's I, I don't find it like I mean I can work through it. I mean I find it I find things annoying, but uh, yeah I'm I'm like I just move on <laughs> I just continue. Um, 
So, I well, and what else? And and I'm gonna stop talking about autism. I think I I think I will. Uh, oh, I wanted to. I don't know, like just because I'm thinking about politics and and stuff, and because we just had our election. Um, I don't know if this will be good for the podcast, but I mean, I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, but um, Justin Trudeau, we have a we have a new prime minister coming into the thing. <laughs> we have a new prime minister coming up, and I I actually like I've been thinking about like how how big a deal is. I think it really is a pretty big deal because we only get, I mean, we had the old prime minister for like. I think nine years, I think, yeah, so that's a pretty long time, that's like almost a whole decade of like the same guy being in charge and the same status quo being like true and real, and um, yeah, I think I think it's really neat that we have a, finally have a change and that it really feels like things are happening with um, Justin Trudeau and uh, the thing is like, I I didn't vote for Justin Trudeau. I voted for the NDP. Um, I really did vote. I had a I had a bit uh, a few nights ago at one of the comedy open mics. I had a bit about how I didn't vote. Like I I just made up a like made up a story about uh, seeing an old lady at the polling station and and she was trying to give me her voting card because I looked like. I was somebody who might work there, and that really happened. And but I said that it didn't happen because was, that was the joke was that I just made up a story to that sounded plausible so that people would think I did vote. But I really did vote, um, and I voted NDP. Um, and NDP, uh, let me see, I voted in the Saanich Gulf Islands riding, so we actually got Elizabeth May of the Green Party, uh, which again, like <laughs> her and Trudeau, like I. They're not my first choice, but I'm not really that bummed out that they're that they won in their respective um, races. Although I didn't vote for either of them, and I I would have preferred, yeah, the NDP in both cases. Uh, but that's that's life, and um, and I am hopeful of. Um, I don't like Elizabeth May. I mean, I don't know how much she's actually going to be able to get done. Besides, just sort of being a symbol, representing like you know that the fact that Canada does have some kind of green movement. And I guess it'll it'll depend what happens with the Liberals. Like maybe um, like like to see if the Green Party will sort of hang on because the Green Party works, or or I thought worked as a like contrast to the conservatives because the conservatives were not really very good on the environment but i don't expect the liberals to be much better either but it is possible and we'll we'll find out it is possible that liberals will be a much better environmental party in which case um someone like elizabeth may i she might like work with the liberals a little bit like that or it might turn out that maybe the people of canada like sort of don't really need the greens i don't know I don't know what's going to happen. I think their the Greens are, their position would be that they were all they're always sort of fighting for the environment, even if the main party is also like there's always more that the Greens can sort of advocate for. So yeah, uh, so that's Elizabeth May, and then yeah, I didn't I, I didn't want Justin Trudeau, um, although like I do I think he's an an interesting person and. Um, there are some aspects of his character that I do like. 
some of his decisiveness. Um, but, I mean, we'll see, I guess. And, yeah, it's very exciting. And it's also, like, this thing about becoming prime minister. Like, I, I was listening to the radio today, and they're just sort of going over issue after issue of, like, things that sort of are broken in Canada and things that he needs to get on and get fixing. Um, and one of the first things is, like, there's this huge uh, refugee crisis of... of uh, people from Syria, Syrians coming in from, you know, every country in the world is sort of taking, which is really awesome, like I think is pretty cool about humanity. I mean, it's, it really sucks about what's happening in Syria that humans can be so horrible to each other and like like kill each other and stuff. Um, but at the same time, the rest of the world, like the re all the other countries are like, no, we have to step up and we have to take some of these refugees in. So... I mean, you think about that, like, you know, 100 and, you know, maybe 200 countries or something. I don't know if every country in the world is taking refugees. But, yeah, you have a lot of countries, and then only you have one country and a half a country. What is what is ISIS? It's like ISIS, I don't know if ISIS counts as a country, but one and a half countries sort of, you know, being bad. <laughs> and then the rest of the countries in the world sort of... But, I mean, that's, that's oversimplifying, obviously, because part of the the instigating factor of course in Syria is the fact that all of these especially Russia and the United States are sort of meddling and Iran for that matter and you know all like the reason like Syria isn't fucked up just because it's Syria because they're fucked up people it's fucked up because the rest of the world has been fucking with them for so many years you know going all the way back to the Ottoman Empire and you know who knows how long before that um and then, yeah, and then Russia and the United States and the United Kingdom with their MI, with their spies, MI6, and and overthrowing the British, uh, overthrow, not overthrowing the British, overthrowing the um, Iranian, uh, who did they overthrow? The democratic government in Iran, I think. They put in the Shah, something like that. Anyways. I'm getting this all wrong. I'm sorry, but it, but the, yeah, the uh, what? But what we're what's happening? Like this is happening. It's funny because it's all the way around the other side of the planet, and it's having an impact on Canada because we're gonna have you know some new neighbors here in Canada. We're gonna have new Syrians, which I mean we've done before. Like Canada is, it's supposedly that's we're built on that. Oh, we, um, supposedly, I I really do believe that Canada is built on sort of refugees and and i mean not just refugees but yeah basically yeah uh immigrants from other countries people like from wars and stuff that you know they got to resettle somewhere so canada's a good place as any canada's a better place than many places so it's uh, it makes sense and i think that's how we that's how we make a better canada and that we need to do uh, well hopefully there aren't more you know crises like that around the world um but yeah basically I think Canada should take people like that from other countries, and that's how we construct uh, Canada. And that's, I think, I know that's kind of a left-wing position for me to take, like about multiculturalism, and not everybody agrees with that, but hey, yeah, I have my opinion, you have yours. And um, I don't know, I, I think my opinion aligns more with sort of love and <laughs> uh, <laughs> peace and, you know, uh, trust of your fellow man. Although I mean, I, I don't, I don't want us to just 100% trust everybody. You know, obviously we need, we have 
police and stuff and military watching over you know people who come from other countries but basically yeah we 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 want to assume that the majority the vast majority of them are good people um and they just need to make a, themselves a you know a life and so that's what canada's all about so that's one thing that you know our prime minister ha- our new prime minister has to uh has to take into account um coming up fairly fairly quickly in his like as soon as he gets in that's probably going to be i mean i would think that's his that's kind of the the most urgent issue the other i mean we have other urgent issues in canada but it's i mean he can get to the he can get to those eventually when he does get to them um and is it going to like i mean canada yeah canada we we do rely on our prime minister for, for an agenda and for sort of setting the course for how our nation is going to go. Um, but I mean, he has, he also has a caucus and he has a party and all the M- uh, hundreds of MPs who just got elected, including those who aren't even in his party. Hopefully they will all have a chance to contribute and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it is like, it's a big job being, a, being prime minister. And there's, there's a lot of different things that need his attention and, and everybody's like, oh, okay, well, now... And, and it's also the fact that, like, Stephen Harper for nine years was basically going the ass-backwards direction. He's exactly the wrong direction. So now, like, not only does uh, Justin Trudeau have the job of being a prime minister, he also has to somehow undo all of the, the crap, all the shit that Stephen Harper did. And I have a feeling that a lot of things are going to get left on the table or, or left off the table or, would it, you know, get or swept under the rug or whatever. I have a feeling that Justin Trudeau, like us on the left, lefty left, <laughs> are not going to really uh, enjoy uh, some of the things that he does. Um, but at the same time, he has made some inter- some good and interesting moves. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to... I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens. I am excited about it. Like this, it might. I mean, I wonder if it, it might turn out that this, like this moment, like before he becomes actual prime minister, is like the best, the best we ever thought of Justin Trudeau. Because once he starts governing, you never know. He could go, could go south. Um, and usually, that's I. I think usually that's what happens to like prime ministers and presidents with like approval ratings. They. They have really good approval ratings just when they get elected, and then as they, you know, that from that point it's all downhill <laughs> until the next guy gets elected. So I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah, that's 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 our politics talk for the day. I mean, I hope I didn't. I don't know. It wasn't that funny for a po- comedy podcast, but I just it was on my mind, so I wanted to yeah I wanted to talk about it. Earlier in the podcast, I actually, uh, I mentioned in, in this podcast, I mentioned that I was uh, a little bit busy lately, and I just wanted to—I don't know—in case you care, I, I've been working off and on, um, driving, doing deliveries, doing doing water delivery, like uh, you know the bottled water driving and bottled water truck. So I've been doing that off and on, but I, it's not a permanent thing, and it's sort of part time. So, I mean, like a. I have if if you if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I've been I have experienced unemployment and uh, so forth, have which is good because I have lots of free time, but bad because no money. So now I have a little bit less free time, although it's about you know it's it's still part time, so I have a fair amount of free time still and a little bit of money, which is I it's a better place to be for me. I kind of like it, um, but it's not quite where exactly it's not where I really want to be, and also you know at, at some point. I know it takes a long time to to get 
you know, build up to a stand-up career. But at some point, like, I want to earn money doing stand-up. Um, but, you know, that's that takes a while. Um, I think, I mean, people say, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, people say, and people also say, people say about stand-up, like, that if you if you put your mind to it, you really can't, like, anybody can, you know, if you... I guess you need like a some sort of core kernel of talent or whatever, um, but I mean you can also build that too. Uh, but yeah, if you if you're funny and you put your mind to it and you work at it, you will succeed. And that's what that's what people are are saying. Like it's it's sort of it happens. Like that's how it goes. Is you you put your time in and you will get something out of it. You'll succeed. And I guess I mean it depends what your definition of success is. Um, but uh yeah you i mean i suppose it's something like getting paid to do stand up comedy or like you know doing it as a job uh yeah which is i mean i've i guess i've talked to this about this before stand up as a job um it's always i, I mean i i guess it, it makes sense but it always baffles me the way like people like sort of i don't know they they fight over they 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 anxiety they angst themselves <laughs> they fret over um they drive themselves crazy like trying to get a job like as if a job is some kind of prize um as if the opportunity to work i mean it, it, i mean it is it really is nice to have that opportunity to work but i think it's just a little bit fucked up that in society it's like our that's that's what we want we want <laughs> Like, that's considered a reward, is the chance to do something else, the chance to put in more effort. Um, and, I mean, yeah, sure, that's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess that's why I'm maybe a bit of a communist or, or some kind of socialist, or, or I don't know what I am. Um, but in that, I think that everybody should just be given, you know, should be just given, I don't know, money or or whatever, and then just told, okay, now do something great with, you know, with your life. You know, you're getting paid anyways. Just do, you know, do what you do. And, um, and like, yeah, succeed in the, at that. And, and sure, yeah, keep, you know, capitalism on top of that. So you can earn, if you do do something that's really awesome, like that earns yourself money and, and earns other people money and becomes a business and like turns into something great. Um, but not to actually like sort of force people to like really seek after jobs. And I suppose, I mean, that's the other thing about, you know, becoming prime minister and stuff. They, they care so much when they, you know, he's, he's passionately campaigning. I really want this job. I want, I want to be able to, like, I really want to make like, what does a prime minister make? Like a hundred thousand a year, maybe less. I really want to make a hundred thousand a year and like have the world's problems and like not be able to sleep and have everybody bothering me and everybody hating me i i want i you want that like that's that's a job that you desire to have like that's a reward that's a a, a pin in your hat or a, whatever the expression is <laughs> a jewel in your crown is to have to possess that job i don't know it seems it seems odd but i mean i'm i'm there too cuz i want like, I want a job of some kind, like, you know, like a writing job or like a, you know, 
job as a stand-up comedian like I want those kinds of or a job even as an actor like that would be kind of cool a job as a podcaster a professional podcaster people to pay pay me I mean I'm doing it now so obviously I must, I'm happy now at this moment so I guess I guess that's what I should be doing um, but yeah people yeah people seek after like as if the job is some kind of reward I mean in reality what the what a real reward is is money or you know some kind of you know, a trip somewhere, or, you know, trip to the Bahamas, or, or a new car, or a new house, like, those are rewards, a job isn't a reward, but yet people treat it so much like that, because of, I mean, yeah, a job is, lets you get all those things, and lets you work at something that you enjoy in order to get more things that you enjoy, so, I get that, that's why, um, but yeah, I, I, I was thinking of also, like, open mics are really weird, um, this is sort of a tangent from, from from comedy as a job but i was thinking like open mics are weird because they're a little bit like imagine if um like a comedy or well let's say a restaurant because hecklers is is a combination it's a restaurant bar comedy club right it's got all you know got food and servers and all that imagine if like what they did is they had like an open an open dish pit night and every like you know you have to come to the the place like half an hour earlier and everybody signs their name up on a little, you know, 20 person sheet and then you get to wash as many dishes as you can in 3 minutes and then you stop and then the next person gets to wash as many dishes as they can in 3 minutes and like and the whole time like everybody else is sort of just watching you wash a dish and seeing how seeing if you fuck it up or see if you if you leave a little bit of <laughs> food on the dish or whatever you do, or if you forget to use soap, or, you know, all these, these things, I mean, I guess these are analogous to things like moving the mic stand, or uh, ignoring the light, like, for taking too long at your set, or, or just bombing, for that matter, and, and then, like, at the end of the night, they're like, oh, okay, so we, do we get, like, you know, a little bit of, I don't know, three minutes worth of wage for washing that dish no no you, you got the the i mean all the dishes got done because you know 20 20 comics went up and 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 entertained the room like they did the work of an entertainer um but i mean the host yes the host does actually get paid uh but yeah the <laughs> the open mic comedians get nothing um even though like even though i really think that entertainment should count like almost sort of on par with something like because washing dishes or serving or whatever because um, I think it really it I mean it is a more specialized skill uh, and it's a it's I guess well I was going to say it's more in demand but I think the proof is in the pudding <laughs> or the proof of its demand is in the fact that there just are so many people who want to do the job of stand-up comedian and I guess the other thing about open mic is because there really are no no restrictions on it at all. So open micers, uh, like or people, you know, like people doing open mics, um, they can just you know do it wrong every like it, it it is like dishwashing. I mean, not saying that. Well, yeah, is dishwashing a low skill job? I think I think you can you'll agree with me. It is. I don't want to um, denigrate any dishwashers that are listening right now because I know they sometimes. <laughs> 
they actually do take pride in their work and sometimes they're really good at it like they're really fast and 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 really accurate and 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 they enjoy what they do so i I don't want to denigrate dishwashing but i want to say that it's sort of a low grade it's a low skill uh job uh whereas i guess the same thing i would say for open micing if you're yeah if you're doing open mics it's also requires zero skill technically because they don't there's no which i like about open mics obviously but yeah it requires zero uh input zero no zero yeah zero experience uh, zero you don't have to get better at open at doing open mics either or you know um you can just go over and over and over again wash that same dish like you know just week after week after week and just like, well, I, I washed it again. I don't know. I mean, it's clean. technically it's clean at the end. So I guess that's, you know, I guess I did my job, but I'm not really getting anywhere. I'm not getting more dishwashing. <laughs> like uh, people aren't noticing like how good of a dishwasher I am. So I'm not getting more dishwashing work. Like maybe I should try another, another restaurant and see if they'll take it there. I mean, that's just not how it works. So I just thought that was an interesting parallel. And I think I'm actually, I've, I am running out of time, so I should wrap up the podcast. Um, I just want to thank you all for listening. Uh, what should I meet me at Ratfish on Monday or Ratfish on Thursday? Um, please say hi to me. I I am not always the <laughs> I'm not always the most social. I sometimes I sort of just kind of scoot out the back of of the the comedy club like early, and that, I mean that's probably fine because people have places to go and and things to do but if you do want to talk to me i am happy to talk to you like and and if i look like i'm not if i look like i don't want to talk to you um i might that's probably because i'm just i don't know i'm awkward i guess (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um and uh yeah I'm, i'm happy happy to converse um about all things about especially comedy I like because I like comedy tell me how much you love the podcast <laughs> I love hearing that I actually I, I mean I have had people say they like the podcast so that actually warms my heart quite a bit I'm very happy when people say that um and uh and yeah so that's that's Ratfish which is at the Ramada in Victoria British Columbia hey if if you're a listener and you're not in Victoria British Columbia uh, man, like sometime, you know, you got to get out here. It's a really great place to visit. Like just, you know, you can be a tourist, um, you know, look me up, you send me an email. Um, I don't know, if, I don't know how, I, if I can help you or not, but I, you know, maybe I can hopefully, and maybe I can just say hi to you when you are here and, uh, come to the open mic on, on Monday and do comedy or, you know, do all the other Victoria stuff. Cause there's actually, there's plenty of stuff to do. Uh, catch an improv show, catch a, like a, a another show of some kind, um yeah uh oh and and i want you to check out my other my other podcast i I always plug my other podcast uh the simulationist is the name of my other podcast it is it is a podcast i do with my very good friend ryan kirkby who is a gaming genius like and we we talk about like sort of D &D. it's it's really nerdy podcast um we talk about dungeons and dragons and video games and and like sort of about making them and stuff so i i think it's a good one i think it's really cool but i i would think that wouldn't i cuz i might i also think this podcast is pretty awesome um but uh yeah we, uh, what else uh i i'm also i'm on twitter um you know i i'm still figuring it out i i mean i've done i've been like 
technically on Twitter for a long time, but I don't do a lot of tweeting, so I don't know. I, I have to get better at it. But you can, just letting you know, you can follow me at Spaceboot1. I don't tweet a lot, but hopefully, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe you can follow me and boost my ego that way or whatever. Um, uh, and you can like the Facebook page that this is on. It's the Spaceboat1 podcast. You can find it on Facebook. And and you can also, like, there's a place to comment there where you can comment, and it shows up on the little sidebar of that page. Um, and on each post, there's comment sections under there. Under there. And, uh, and, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to talk to you in real life and stuff. Um, hmm. Let's pretend it wasn't weird. <laughs> this podcast, like today, was not that weird. So I think I'm 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 happy for that. I'm happy that I didn't get, go strange and weird. Uh, but yeah, I guess you know uh, should you should hear from me again in you know another week. Next week you should hear from me, and I'm gonna sign off right about now. I love you. Goodbye. Theme song.